Welcome to the Bad Hoodie Funky Jessica Jones edition of the podcast. Before we start into this uh, really good Netflix TV show, we got a couple of really cool things to get out of the way. So the first thing for this week, how about that Batman Superman trailer? Oh God. It, uh, Them doomsdays. I gotta tell you something. Uh, they've learned from their mistakes, and they are stealing that brevity and wit from Marvel. Or at least they're trying. Although I, I have to say, though, like, I, I, I like the teaser way better than the trailer itself. Yeah, I'm with I you thought the trailer. That. I, I thought the trailer showed way too much. Like, I didn't need to see yeah. Doomsday at the end. I think the trailer, it sh- what it showed was was exciting. I just think the pacing was off. Like, it, it seemed towards the end with the, uh, which is like how the music was playing repeatedly. It, it just seemed almost like a poor edit. That's my mm. only complaint. I also feel and, like and they... it, it could be, um, and I think you're right, Amber, because I think it could be uh, maybe a last minute decision to show like uh, the whole like Doomsday thing and everything, or or is it Bizarro Doomsday? Well, I <laughs> hmm, that's a good point. <laughs> is there a Bizarro Doomsday? I honestly <laughs> feel like you know what? I mean, well, there definitely isn't a Zod Doomsday, but I guess there is now. I honestly feel like they actually stole the character model from like the Incredible Hulk. Like they took Abomination. And just sculpted it a bit more, and they made Doomsday. He looked like Abomination. And yeah, it doesn't look as, uh, I guess, rocky as Doomy. Uh, Doomsday. Do- Doomsday or Day. Yeah, I mean, the will. thing is, like, maybe he's still <laughs> mutating at that Doomy. point in the movie, so he's not as, like, he's not, like, complete yet. Uh, that's, that's maybe one thing. They, they, uh, ruff- they did the whole Mark Ruffalo face thing, but with, uh, with what's-his-face from the movie. Um, oh yeah, oh, Michael really? Shannon. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, he was, he they, was doing some motion capture. Yeah, they 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 have like Michael Shannon's CGI face on Doomsday the same way they do Ruffalo's Hulk. So but it, like, it why looks, do you need to introduce Doomsday now? It's like it makes no sense well, to have Doomsday. I think yeah, people figured I, 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 out. People I, I, I figured think... out he was going to be in the movie a while back. Though. No, no, no there's, there's one thing where the audience either figures out that uh, a character is going to be in a movie. Another thing, if the movie house actually shows you, and I, and they done fucked up with Batman vs. Superman, they killed all of the hype. All of the hype is dead now. And I've had a lot of people message us uh, via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook saying, I agree, because uh, I put like a small little thing... Uh, on some of my friends, I have some friends who are also nerds and blog and stuff like that, and I was like, oh yeah, dude, I think uh, they done fucked up because all the hype is gone. And a lot of people agree with me, they're like, yeah, Bad Cody Funky, you're right, like, all the hype that I had for this movie is now gone. We, we didn't know anything about it, just like how we didn't know anything about Star Wars, but now they showed Wonder Woman saving Batman and Superman, they're, they're introducing themselves, they're arguing, oh, is she with you? I don't know if she's with you. Boom, that's totally gone. So when you see that in the movie, you'll be like, oh, I already saw it. Why do I care? Seen it. Nothing in this movie can surprise you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so all the majesty is gone. All the surprise is gone. It's terrible. It's like, hmm, we need to fill those butts in those seats. Show Doomsday. Put Wonder Woman. Cash money for a picture of Spider-Man. Like, everything. Like, put, like, throw out all... Fire everything! Don't do that, movie execs. We're not stupid. We want to see this movie. And now I feel like it's the hangover all over again where all the funny parts were shown. Like, you know, the baby on Zach Galifianakis' chest. Him opening the cop car and hitting the baby. Everybody laughed. But in the theater, I'm just like, saw it. Saw it in the trailer. Not funny. Yeah. That's uh, interesting. Because, like, for me, I was coming at it from an, a kind of a, I wasn't super hyped about the film in the first place just because of uh, how the last Superman movie was. Uh, it really didn't work for me. So I was sort of cautious you about You mean my Superman letting millions of people die is yeah, not yeah, a good thing? You know. <laughs> but um, So this trailer kind of got me 
hyped where I really wasn't before. At the same time, I can see where if someone was really interested in it, then yeah, it would ruin a lot. But at the same time, then generally, if you don't want to spoil the movie, you shouldn't watch any of the trailers. Uh, that's not true. I mean, like, like that's also that's also a really good excuse for the movie houses doing what, what they're doing. It's like, oh, if you don't want it spoiled, then don't watch the trailers. That there's, but the trailers are there to get you enticed, not to show the entire movie in very short segments. I mean, they did that with with, with Jake Gyllenhaal's Southpaw as well. Like, I like Southpaw. I thought it was actually a good movie, but the entire movie was in the movie trailer. Like, the entire thing. Beginning, middle, and end. So, nothing was surprising for me. I just enjoyed the way the movie was made. And with a thing like this, I mean, I'm still probably going to enjoy the way the movie's made. Because I like Zack Snyder as a director. I loved Watchmen. I really do. It's one of my favorite movies. If you guys haven't seen Watchmen, it's fucking badass. It's and not for pretty, children. And a pretty good adaptation of a comic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. if you haven't watched no, Watchmen... Despite... Why are you even here? <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Get out of here! Go watch that movie. I definitely see your point about the uh, the trailer, but why do you think they did that? Do you think it's like a lack of confidence in the material? Do you think it's afraid? If it's fear of Marvel taking all the spotlight? Surge is totally right. They got to put asses in seats. That's what Doomsday's yeah. there for. Yeah. No, no other villain except maybe Darkseid is going to put asses in seats. Speaking of Darkseid, did you guys see his little uh, his minions, like the flying bat yeah. things? Is, are, aren't those his minions? Because I remember Parademons. those from the cartoon. Yeah, they could be parademons. They're a little thin to be I, parademons, though. I I didn't catch a close enough glimpse. Yeah, I I free, freeze framed the uh, the trailer as I as I usually do, and I whenever something surprised. goes really bad too quickly, and you're like, wait, what was that? What are you showing me? So I freeze frame it, and I'm just like that, and it looked like it could be parademons, but they looked really thin. So I don't know if it's like well, a new well, take that, on yeah, it. that could be the movie adaptation. But I was just like, wait a minute, those are the things from because I really you know yeah. just watched the cartoons, and you guys uh, see seen the comics and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'm glad you guys are the same. Uh, Civilization, and they're called they're called parademons. Yes, correct. Mm. Um, for me, my hype around Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice has come full circle. Um, when they announced the first castings, I was not hyped at all. I was actually very disappointed. And then I started seeing um, little you know pieces. How, how huge snippets. Ben Affleck is now? Well, like Ben Affleck, I was like, eh, okay. And then Jesse Eisenberg, and I was like, no fucking way. He cannot be Lex Luthor. And then I started seeing little snippets, and you have like you know. The more serious ones where it shows like the almost like the xenophobia around Superman and all that stuff. And it has Lex's uh, dub going over it. And I was like, all right, you know, I see this over Kryptonite. I can see this. The Robin suit. All right, all right. You, you kind of got me back. And then it showed the, uh, the teaser trailer where it has Superman ripping off Batman's mask. And I was like, that is pretty awesome. Not going to lie. Like pretty much down for this. And then they show the full trailer, and now I'm like, I don't fucking care about this movie anymore. This is shit. Yes, seriously. Yeah. Like, like, also, what? like, like even him ripping off like, uh, but Batman's mask. That was a huge thing too, and that should have been left for us to be surprised. Oh, in sure, the theater. Yeah. yeah. You know, to have like an reaction. Oh shit, it's happening. You know, but they put it in a teaser, and you're like, okay. Well, I mean, I mean, for that too. I mean, like it happened, and that could have been a cool like thing that wouldn't have been spoiled. But at the same time, I was more intrigued to what happened, what led to that moment. Exactly. I thought the same exact thing. Like, what, like, Mm. why are we at this point in the movie? Or what happens in the movie? We're at this point. Like, if they would have to add the teaser right there, that would have been more than enough to get me into the theater, to get my ass in a seat. Like, more than enough. 
Yeah, exactly. That's interesting because I mean, any, anybody with a brain could tell you why he rips Batman's mask off, and that's because uh, it's there's lead lightning in the cowl. Yeah. yeah, he can't use the X-ray vision. There you go. How else is he gonna get under it? Yeah, I don't know. Well, it's well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's true. But negative like, for that. Hmm. Uh, I mean, that is true. At the same time, it's like, why not leave that for us to watch in the yeah. theater? I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, my my whole thing is, I don't care about that moment. Like, it was really cool and it enticed me more, and I want to know what led to that moment. But now I don't care after the the full trailer. I don't care. Doomsday looks like the low poly res version of one of the orcs from Lord of the Rings. Um, he does. He, he's it, Abomination. They took the character model of Abomination from the Incredible Hulk and they put him in the movie. He looks just like Abomination, dude. But not even like Doom, a full Doomsday's high res version. Like, like they use like the model that they that close up that we saw looks so bad. Like actually, I would say it looked more like Nemesis from Resident Evil Five or whatever movie. He, Nemesis, that's stars. No, yeah, that's an insult, man. That's a, that's a huge insult right there, buddy. He looked terrible. Um, and Lex Luthor looked like crap. Like, he was sitting there, like, coming in all sniveling, like, oh, hey, hey, are you Clark Kent? Oh, are you Bruce Wayne? Oh, hey. Oh, shake your hand. Oh, hey. Oh, Clark, that's a strong handshake. Don't, yeah. uh, don't pick what a fight with this guy. With Lex Luthor this movie, I actually yeah. like Lex Luthor as a character. Yeah, and, you know, growing up on, like, the Batman Superman Adventures, Justice League, I mean, you know, that version of him is to me what Lex Luthor is and now they have Jesse Eisenberg oh he's like a little up and coming starter and stuff and he's got like a, like some shit in Silicon Valley because it's it's like listen you're getting the young crowd already with Batman and Superman you don't <laughs> need to put somebody that oh they can relate to this character because he's young like them like <laughs> fuck you <laughs> like you're already getting this with Batman and Superman yeah. okay and the other slew of heroes you put in this like don't like put somebody else in there that you think oh god uh, whoever well, I mean, is, is so in charge the casting is, for uh, for jesse eisenberg at first i like the, i had this i had a worse reaction than when ben affleck like ben affleck i got around and i was like all right like he can be batman he likes the characters he's he knows his, their backstory he's a good actor and director he can i confident he can pull it off then they uh, announced jesse eisenberg and my reaction was very like I don't know like I because I was really hoping for John Hamm to play Lex Luthor like that was like who I was really pulling for and that'd um, have been cool that, that would have been, been really cool. cool like it would have been more like '90s Superman animated cartoon vibe which is the mm-hmm. Lex Luthor that I really like um, who just has you his, got like, that Clancy Brown you got that power suit yeah and he just has his shit together like he's always and. I mean, going off topic, but the the ending of Justice League Unlimited, where it's Doomsday or Darkseid versus Superman, and then Lex shows up out of nowhere because he found out the anti life anti life equation and just owns Darkseid in a normal suit. It was so badass. He goes, "Oh, even sorry." The moments I- lead, even, even the moments leading up to that, it's like uh, it will take a twelfth level intellect to comprehend the anti life equation. Yeah, then I'm overqualified. Like, <laughs> yeah, you are. Well, I love I love when bitch. he appeared at the end of that too. He was just like, "Sorry, I'm late. I had to put on my power suit." And it's like, ah, that's not your power suit, but I see what you did there. <laughs> um, like that kind of Lex Luthor is what I was really pulling for. But then he announced. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg and I was like, oh, you know, like I'm, I like him as an actor, but he's either a complete douchebag or Michael Sarah knockoff. Those are the two roles that I've seen him in. This <laughs> Yet he's more successful than Michael Sarah. Exactly, which, is, which weird. is weird that he's a Michael Sarah knockoff. Or like, I feel like they type him as a Michael Sarah type sometimes in a lot of the, like Adventureland and those movies. I agree. Um, but now he definitely has a better career or more, I guess, well received career than Michael Sarah. But anyways. 
and then they started showing him like hovering over the kryptonite you know really kind of being menacing and evil and that voiceover and i was like okay so like he looks different but the the attitude is there the idea is there and then this trailer came out and i was it's like a, nope, it's, it's a gone. St- it's a start yeah, of darkness and, you've got to start yeah, what, what's up with the movies and making lex luther really goofy because wasn't the know. last movie he was in he was kind of a goofy character too. yeah so it happened again well i mean they well so what they did was in superman returns is they chose the gene hackman route because it was kind of like a spiritual successor to those original movies those uh it's a it's a sequel to superman 2 there's no other way about it yeah yeah and it, i mean they got totally a guy that kind of looks like christopher reeves um they even made him look a little more so where he would dif- uh, differ from there and they chose kevin spacey as Lex Luthor, and I thought that was awesome because he's a fantastic actor. Like that was where I started getting like the, you know, like the goosebumps where I was like, oh, he's gonna be awesome. And then I like the first thing we see him in the movie is Kevin Spacey as Lex Luthor ripping an old woman off of her inheritance. It's like, uh, <laughs> I yeah. see where this is going. <laughs> um, so I am not a fan of Batman v Superman trailer at all. And especially that moment when Wonder Woman shows up and Superman, this is what broke it for me. It, it was just like Superman looks at Batman and goes, she with you? And then the Batman, who's been nothing but serious thus far, stubble, gray stubble, like salt and pepper stubble. He turns anger. into Pete Holmes. He turns into Pete Holmes <laughs> and he's just like, <laughs> I thought she was with you. And it's just like, what the fuck? I like the voice, by the way. The voice is good. It was pretty oh, yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it just breaks I mean, this he, whole he, moment. He, he looks. He looks like he's turning his head like full Michael Keaton too. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that was terrible. It definitely like got a chuckle out of me. I'll be but, honest. Yeah, but yeah, it's like uh, yeah, they broke kind of uh, Batman's demeanor and also like I also the- don't see Batman swearing. That seems weird to me. Yeah. Him I'm about to say oh shit. I don't know. I mean, if like you were gonna have a superhero in the DC universe that was gonna swear, that's like a main tier. It probably would be Batman. It probably would be Batman. I agree with that. Absolutely. Are, are you implying that Aquaman doesn't know. have the language of a sailor? And yeah. Green Arrow. No, I can see Aquaman having the language of like a angry thirteen. I, I guess I could see any of them swearing except for Superman. Now think about like Flash for yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> Superman is, is is the Captain America language. Yeah. Big yeah. Boy Scout language. <laughs> but but yeah, that, that was like a pivotal moment. I mean, shouldn't we have been surprised by that in the theater? Be like, oh, look at that, her appearance. Holy crap! But now we I, see. I don't. Trailer, I don't. I mean, like, yeah, that was ruined from day one, though. That was always a thing. Like that shot. Yeah, that was, I, feel I don't like think I've that was ever a secret. Yeah, that was never a secret. No, 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 no. The point is, is it's not that it's a secret. Yeah. There's a difference between something being withheld from the audience and being shown to you. We've all seen Gal Gadot in the costume. Yeah. We saw the teaser of her, like, clasping her braces together and stuff. Yeah. But this whole, like, scene here where she saves them, and it's like, it's like a pivotal part of the movie where, where they're coming together to face against an enemy. It's supposed to be Batman versus Superman. Yeah, we know, like, something was going to happen where they come together, but this looks like the turning point in the movie. It's the dawn of justice. Exactly. So it's like, why couldn't we have been surprised in the theater and wowed by that moment? Now it's completely ripped and taken away. Like, like I'm sorry if, if I like movies too much, but I, I really like movies. And I really think that this kind of took away from the magic of this movie. So now when I go to see it, I'm like, oh, I already saw it. Don't give a shit. Saw it. Um, Next. I mean, like, I, I don't know. I don't, after watching this, this trailer, I don't think there's any magic in the movie. I think they have to, like, artificially make it seem like they're taking it away from us now 
So when we go yeah. see the movie, guys... I mean, it's entirely possible the movie's just ten times crazier than we're expecting it, and these are all the tame scenes. Although I think, be. guys, what we should do when we go see the movie, have like a drinking game. Every time we see like a scene we saw in the trailer, we have a shot. <laughs> we'll be smashed oh, 30 minutes in. Oh, God. Now, now, Greg, you're talking about magic, and I got one thing to say to that. What? Long ago in a distant <laughs> land, Sai-Aku, the shape-shifting master of darkness. <laughs> Samurai Sai-Aku. Jack coming to us in 2016. Yeah. Oh, my Ooh. God. Dude. Oh, God. I love so it. So excited. I was like, what? That's really going to be a thing? Yes. I, Doesn't I, matter what way Samurai Jack comes back, I'm always in. The comic book that's out recently, fucking awesome. Yeah. I haven't read the so, comic yet, in all honesty. I have to yeah, rewatch. So you need to pick it up. You got it. You got to dive into that. It's it's just like the show. Is it a, laid out on twenty four pages every month? Does it? Is it it's, like in continuity? It takes place like during the the time of the show, or yep. Okay. It's the same thing. Just it, you know, little vignettes of his life. Like any adventure could be read in any order. Ooh, interesting. It's perfect. Interesting. Yeah, what I, I got to about Samurai. All that. What I always love about Samurai Jack the most wasn't. I mean, it was definitely the story, but also. The art style. I always yeah. love the art style and how it was animated, which is why I love the the um the Clone Wars series when that came out afterwards. Yeah. It's just a great I don't know why. It's like and you can't really call it like the best art style, but something about it is just so like just captivating well, and moving. I don't know, it's I, it's it's, just, it's graphic. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a very minimalistic use of black outline. If I remember correctly, the only outline on Jack that's black are his eyes and his hair. Because his hair is black. I think the, I think one of the reasons why I like it so much, and I'll agree with you with that also, but I think it just reminds me a lot of like indie comics. Yep. It has like an indie comic art style, which I, I love. Like that just yeah. out from left field art style. Yeah, it, it's definitely great. And they had a lot of fantastic episodes. Like one of my favorites was when Aku was uh, telling the children about his, uh, his oh, misadventures. You yeah. know the episode with great flaming eyeballs. Yes, yeah, flaming eyeballs. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, we're getting that. It's uh, still the same creative team behind it. It's going to be on Adult Swim's uh, Toonami lineup. Ooh. I wasn't even aware there was an Adult Swim Toonami lineup. No, that's how. That's how. Oh out yeah, of the they brought that back. They brought that back for reals. Oh, yeah, a few years ago. They had yep. a Full Metal Alchemist, I think, on it for a bit. Oh no, kidding! They brought they brought everything back. They were running reruns of Dragon Ball, all the classics. Nice. I guess it's it's yeah. just TV has taken a a back burner for me with uh, Netflix and Hulu. Where it's just you, like you got you got too many things, man. Too many things. Too many good things. Too many good things going on. Um. So yeah, like they were saying, be on the lookout for that in 2016. Uh, they're on our site, backyardyfunky.com. You can see the six second trailer, which was really cool because. It looked like Jack was actually in samurai armor. I don't know if you guys got a chance to peek at that. It was very brief. It was an, only an outline. But the way his eyes were drawn, I think it's Jack. And then it zooms out and it's Aku. I just wanted to admit that when that trailer came up and when I saw it on the site. Because that was actually where I first saw it like on our site. I, I'll admit it got a little dusty in the room. I got a little water in my eye. I'll admit it. <laughs> yeah. it got, a little, got a little dry in here. Nothing better than when something from your childhood comes back and done by the original creator. Dude, I I immediately heard the the theme song in my head, and I was just like, it's time again. (laughs) (laughs) Time to go back back to the past samurai, Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack. (laughs) Well, I didn't realize there were 52 episodes of that. Oh, yeah. That seems like a lot more than I 
originally recall. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't if anyone out there, that, uh, anyone out there has not seen Samurai Jack, you need to see Samurai Jack. It's it's amazing. Oh yeah, it's fantastic. Oh my god, and, if one if one of you four goes dressed as Samurai Jack for next year's Comic Con, I will so be a coup. Oh god. Oh, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Um, and if anyone anyone listening wants to go ahead and watch Samurai Jack, it is on Hulu. I don't know if it's for Hulu Plus only or what, but I did notice. I did a quick search on the ones that I have, so Netflix, Hulu. Amazon, and I noticed that all 52 episodes of Samurai Jack are available on Hulu. So, you know, if you, if it's if it's Hulu Plus, <laughs> then you know, sign up for the the free month and just binge away, my friends, binge away. Um, speaking of TV shows, we also yeah, have yeah, you you, you gave, talk about the same. I don't want to talk. About yeah, this. just gave word that uh, Supergirl is going to get seven more episodes, putting it at a full season. Yeah, which is yeah. which is great. Crickets, crickets, crickets. Suddenly, this whiskey <laughs> tastes so much better in hearing that. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> Say what you will about how it's execution, but it is great that, like... I will say what I will, Amber. Thank you. So... That that we're having two successful female-led shows. Oh, yeah. That part's great. Beyond that. I mean, would you call Supergirl a successful female hero show? I mean, I think that the fact that it's getting a full season... She's a successful single woman who don't need no man in the big world of Metropolis. Except Jeremy Olsen (laughs) and his six-pack. Yeah, except that except that she needs a man, and every episode she's all like, "Oh, like I wonder how I could get him and get approval from the males in my life, like this uh, this DOA dude who I shouldn't have to answer to, but I do anyway." It's like what? Yeah, it definitely know. doesn't represent the character that I I know and love from the comics as much as I'd like, but you know, it's something. The the character wow. I know and love from the comics is some kind of protoplasmic blob that was created by Lex Luthor. So, Matrix, <laughs> <laughs> fucking whatever. Matrix Supergirl is best Supergirl. Just yeah, saying. see, you know what I'm talking about. Something That's about that's kind of hot. I don't know why. As soon as I hear protoplasmic blob, I'm like, ooh, stiffy. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right. it takes the form of Supergirl as a way to emulate Superman, and that's about the extent of it. Well, the one I no, know from, from like really the animated epic. series and like Justice League and stuff, she was she was kicking ass. Like she was flying around. Like trying, to, like she's trying to like you know sort her own her own life out and everything on Earth, but it wasn't like this, this like whiny. Like, yeah, dude, like, like I'll agree with oh, you. Oh, like, Miss Danvers, here's here's your coffee and stuff, wacky. Oh, so what do you think of Supergirl? Like oh, the Supergirl, well, the Supergirl I know, like like you, Sergio, like I know it for like the cartoons. The Supergirl I know goes toe to toe with Darkseid. You know, dude, that was like with, the like, most. Yeah. Oh my know? god. Oh god, yeah. If you guys never seen like, uh, I forget which animated movie that is. Like, I'll have to look it up and, and post it and stuff. But like, if you guys never seen it out there, like, there's there's a DC movie where Supergirl goes toe to toe with Darkseid and she whoops his monkey ass. I mean, like, he, he beats her up and stuff, and she's just like, "Fuck this guy." And the battle that ensues is pretty crazy. Like, oh my god, he, like like he shoots his like omega beams and they can go in any direction. And she like flies around, hits him with it. Like upper, like fucking tiger uppercuts him and shit. Like it's pretty crazy. Like the Supergirl in this show, like even even though they're building her to be that strong and to be at that point, it's it's so gut wrenching to see where they have her now. Like the like, Supergirl they have in this so show bad. feels it's, like the, a she broke a nail. The answer out. on everyone's mind is Superman, Batman, Apocalypse. Just yeah. so you yes. know, that, yeah. that was the name Batman of the animated Apocalypse. movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, and uh, Amber has pointed out earlier that uh, because these shows are on regular TV for Muggles, they have to put in like all this fluff just to flesh out the episodes as opposed to Netflix like Jessica Jones where you have like 12, 13 episodes and you don't need any fluff. But at the same time, I mean, does that mean there's like really bad writing that you need to put in fluff? I mean, like, why do we have to go through all the same tropes? Why can't you just write it better so you don't put in all this like individual fluff in the episodes? You know, I mean, I think you also have to blame the demographic they're they're aiming it after to to a degree. I but think you have to. Time, I think you have to blame the idea of a demographic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get let's get Leonardo DiCaprio true. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt and let's get them in the ideas and let's get them to just like kill that nip that bibbity. In the <laughs> what? What I think is most surprising to me about the show is uh, is how different the character is than how they've been portraying her in new 52 which got a whole slew of complaints for the opposite reason oh she yeah was, like why does her about? costume have open knees that doesn't make any sense <laughs> wait so what were the complaints in new 52 well just like she's she was almost too too different than how she was before she was almost more of a of like an anti-hero very violent very um quick to to like just leave the group and go off and do her own thing. She actually got a red lantern ring, the lantern core of rage and hate because of, of her... daughter of, Krypton. Yeah. <laughs> Just because of how bad she got. And I think, I think one of her only friends was the Silver Banshee, which is a main Superman villain. Just to give you an idea. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... I, I'm with uh, Casey. Uh, my favorite Supergirl is, uh, is Matrix, which uh, was written by Peter David... A, yeah, uh, I'm with you on Many that years back. Had a ton of issues, great stories, check them out. Yeah. And that was right around the time of Young Justice, too, when the comic was coming up and they had a lot of uh, back and forths. That was like when I first got into, like, really, really got into comics. You had Emperor Joker. Remember that story arc? Oh, that's Ed, so Ed McGinnis doing some of his finest. Oh, man. Before he got, like, so, like, hard lined with everything and every, everything was just all bubbly and, like, literally circles. Like all of the superheroes yep. were circles. So good. Yeah, uh, fun fact. That comic series was unofficially continued by Peter David in his Fallen Angel series. Peter David! Mm. It's, a, it's like the same character, but never referred to as Supergirl. It's like the spiritual successor. Oh, that's cool. Very interesting. Um, and ending off the things to catch you guys up on, uh, we did just get treated to, last night, the two-parter or i guess it was what tuesday wednesday night the two-parter for the flash arrow crossover which was pretty good not not too shabby yeah not too bad pretty 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 cool um i like that whole little cross-pollination that they got going on because then it forces surge to watch arrow (laughs) wow i didn't think of that yeah yeah Yeah, because I mean, like, I I, I like the, I like the Flash show, even though it has like oh, some things I really don't like in it. I, I like it, you know, like romance. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, it's it's it, like it's it's like I'm not going to watch a superhero show for like CW drama, but it's on a CW, so you kind of have to like take that. What I usually do when, whenever that stuff comes on, I'll like check my email yeah. or like you know look at other things or you know like, I don't know, make a phone call or something or you know. But uh, yeah, it was actually uh, it was actually pretty good on, on the Flash, and then on the Arrow they also had they they, they kept going with the crossover because the Flash came out first. Yep. So you watch that, and then the Arrow came out, then you watch that, and it was like a continuation of the two. I actually like uh, I, I like the the Arrow's team um, because uh, they're like I, I like Oliver Queen. He's a bit more harsh. He's a bit more like I see myself in Oliver Queen. You know, like he <laughs> not for. Um, 
you know, riches or, you know, or whatever, but because, like, he just gets down to the brass tacks. Like, Barry's all like, hey, Oliver, what's going on? Shut up, Barry. Tell me what's going on. Like, yeah. just get just get to the bullet points. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, I wanted to, like, you know, do some, some marshmallow fluff. Like, oh, so how how are things? How are things been going? Barry, goddammit, like, Barry. there's something going on here. Just tell us what's going on. He, he goes to right it. to Hawk Girl. He goes, what's your name? Where are you from? How old are you? What are you going on? What do you, what I do love you remember? That. And Barry's like, whoa. And he's like, Oliver looks at him and goes, none of us have powers. You brought a stranger and have revealed all of our identities. These are the questions you need to be answering. And yes, I love like, that. He's, he's like, we're all in danger. You brought her to me. This is how things go down. Yeah. And then, like, I forget I forget her name, like, uh, Oliver's girlfriend thing, whatever, whatnot. It's like, Oliver, you got to work on your thing. Because in a CW, there's always a woman to like, put, put a guy in check. Well, she's been doing that pretty, like, if you've been... Classic C-dubs. Yeah, well, if you've been watching the show, she's like, I like her. She's pretty cool. Like, she puts him in his place sometimes, but, like... She has a lot of cool banter going on. Um, and in the beginning, I think it was the beginning of the season, they kind of showed Oliver standing over a grave. And they, we don't know who it is. And Barry shows up and it's just like, you I mean, they have a thing. And that's what this season's leading up to is who's dead? Who's in the grave right now? Um, and I believe they've used up the, all the Lazarus pit or the only one they know of. So it's a for realsy dead, if anyone believes that. Um, and the way these things have been going, I think it's Felicity. Felicity's in the in the dirt. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that at the end. With I was like, oh, it's totally gonna use the Lazarus Pit. Yeah, <laughs> reincarnated. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think of uh, Hawkgirl in this? Eh. The the wings could be a little like less goofy. Yeah. What's what's up with that? Like, uh, my, my grasp on them. Uh, yeah. Like Hawkgirl is is really hot in this. Um, yeah. My whole grasp is like, okay, they want them to seem like regular people. So they have magical wings because they're from the Egyptian time, so they don't always have wings on them. Because I guess that'll look too goofy, quote unquote. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, but, so uh, like, I guess it, I guess it's less goofy than aliens who landed in ancient Egypt. I guess. I mean, I'm not saying I know, but and, and that's the thing I, I have a problem with because again, it's all from like you know the cartoons I loved like growing up, and you know, yeah, they were aliens. So, but, but I know they're like, trying to make the world a bit more believable. But no, but yes but, and no because like Hawkman and Hawk Girl are one of these. The two pair, the, the DC universe that I can never fucking understand, ever. And it drives me nuts. <laughs> because, yes, they're aliens, but yes, they're also, like, what they're showing on the CW show is also accurate to the comics. They get reincarnated, really? and they're fated to die. And they actually, well, that, even yeah. in the uh, Blackest Night, I think it was Blackest Night, they died in they that. Bo- they well. both die. Yeah, they both die again. They so get th- killed by the Dibneys. Yeah, so like, it, it's a thing, but, like, I don't know... Which one is like I don't know how to combine them in my brain because they're so different, you know, like 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 the what they're doing on the CW show on the Flash Arrow crossover and Legends of Tomorrow is accurate, and I bet you because I bet you they're gonna keep on showing up and Vandal Savage is gonna keep on showing up in Legends of Tomorrow. Wow, um, and he, more more Vandal Savage is always good, but not this Vandal Savage. I hated this Vandal Savage because they had to, for Muggle reasons, tie in his origins to their origin. Hmm. So yeah, because because I was just like, huh, was Vandal Savage like no. is he is he tied to them in the comic? No. Well, he was in the, he was in the cartoon too, and they did a fantastic yeah. job describing his. He's only he's only tied to one other guy called Resurrection Man. Yes. And if you don't know who that is. It doesn't matter. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't it's, remember the cartoon him being tied to Hawker and Hawkman. He's tied to a, he's a caveman who got a radioactive meteor that made yes. him super smart and immortal. That's it. That's what I fucking is, love about him. He's like the he's like the first of his kind. If really? You, if you think about like everything in terms of like the first like 
he's as close to Kane and the Cain and Abel that we have. He's like the first evil human being, in my opinion. And then they made him that in the comics. Yeah. Oh, they did. They made him Kane. They made him. Yeah, they they gave him this the like spear of Kane or whatever. Oh, interesting. Doesn't DC have a lot of overlap now? They brought Constantine into the canon. Like you have him and you have the actual Kane from Christian mythology. Yeah. Well, I mean, like he's like yeah. So that that's probably what they did with the game, by giving him the spear yeah. of Kane. Which combined or him crap. in the show, I guess. I yeah. Like, but I mean, like so in the show now, like what they did was they just made him like the jealous like they made him the mummy from the fucking mummy is what they did <laughs> no oh my god okay. no exactly he's Imhotep Imhotep they did they really did and that's oh, stupid it's just the time together I, I did think it was stupid because I was just like wait I don't remember that being a thing and uh but like uh, the, the actor himself I, I think uh, d- d- does a pretty good job eh. like he's just like you were all so much of a fluff I'm here to mess, mess shit up He'd be a good villain, but I don't think he was a good Vandal Savage. Like, Vandal Savage is a big dude. Mm. He's a caveman. He's a goddamn caveman. He's a big dude. <laughs> like, you get a wrestler to play him or something. So you're like, saying it's another cosplay idea. Huh. Like, boom Yeah, saw. Like, Dave, you could Dave, be Vandal you Savage. Would, you would be a pretty terrifyingly amazing Vandal Savage. <laughs> and That's it's cool, because, like, Vandal Savage was... He's the guy who created fire. He invented fire. Like any modern development that happened, he was responsible for. And they they did keep some accuracies in there. Like you know, he's responsible for a lot of like m- the vast majority of the evil that has happened in the world. He was responsible world for world wars. I mean, yeah, we're talking. He's like Lionel Richie meets, I don't know, Hitler, where he takes credit for <laughs> <What>? everything. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that's great. That kind of yeah, that, that that's, that's great. Oh god, yeah. yeah. Um. But I can see him being a recurring villain in Legends of Tomorrow, especially if they use time travel, because he's dead now. And I, obviously, um, they showed at the end, what's his name? John Barrowman. Uh, Malcolm Merlin taking the ashes and saying some weird stuff and running off with them. So obviously that's going to happen. But I, I, would, I would think it'd be really cool if he's a recurring villain, but like because he's immortal and they're jumping around through time, but they just keep on bumping into him. Mm. I think that would be really cool. Uh, but regardless, the two-parter was pretty cool. There are some pros, some cons. Oh, the other con. Speaking of cons, his son isn't named Connor. Oliver's son. Which I found interesting because uh, in the late 90s slash early 2000s, there was, you know, like like Barry Allen was dead. Oliver Queen was dead. Hal Jordan was kind of dead, but not really. E- evil and then dead. Evil and then but dead. Not, and but then... not dead yeah. Before Ali died. Yeah. So you had this like it was a it was a husker do. You had all these characters that had become legacy characters. So you had Wally West taking over uh, as Flash. You had Kyle Rayner taking over as Green Lantern, and you had Connor Hawk taking over as Oliver. And based on my understanding, it's been a little while since I've I've read those. He was like the illegitimate son of Oliver Queen, who just took over the mantle. So when they showed the kid, I got super excited because I was like, oh, I bet his name is Connor. And then they said his name. And they they avoided saying his name for a really long time. And I was like, oh my god, it's gonna say it, just say it, just say it. And they go, his name is William. And I'm like, that's not what I wanted. What do you <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I wonder who's in charge of this thing. I yeah. mean, good old Willie uh, Queen. I, I, <laughs> good, old, good old Willie Queen. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> who who is in charge of these shows? It's it's so it's embarrassing sometimes. Like I didn't like the way they did uh like Shiara, I mean, she's so like, oh, I'm not, I'm unsure of my entire life now because you're telling me I'm like a four thousand year old Egyptian, whatever, blah. I have powers, I can fight. No, the hot girl, 
that I know. Hit him with a goddamn mace. Yeah, also yeah. kicks ass. <laughs> she, she's just like, oh, okay, you boys stand back. I'm going to go like punch this guy in this face and knock and knock him out. I don't even need my mace. Like, I remember there was an episode where she was like, I don't need my mace. I can fight you one-on-one. And it's a Christmas every- episode. She starts a bar fight for no reason. Yes, yes. And every time she was on screen, it was just like, all right, here we go. You know, and every time she was, she was like, uh, in, a, in formation, I'm like, all right, she's going to kick ass. She's not useless. Like, she's a badass. But in this one, it's like, okay, are they doing the same thing into a Supergirl? Like, they're making her weak just to build her up to be powerful. Why can't she just be powerful? Why can't she just be a badass? Well, no, but she has to, like, be weak, and then, oh, guys, I'm not sure, whatever. Oh, Cisco, we have to talk about a relationship. <laughs> oh, my God. Drama. It's, God it's, it's lazy writing, is what it is. I really do think it's, it is lazy writing, and it's bad writing. And, and like Amber said, you know, all this fluff, they feel the need to put in to the shows to flesh them out but you don't need to put that in there to make a good show right yeah there's you know? other kinds of fluff other than romance and and not and incompetence exactly like look at any like tarantino film you know like and when when in when stories progress characters have conversations amongst themselves and they're so interesting sometimes uh they have foreshadowing sometimes it's just about something a bit interesting like when, when in uh pulp fiction when uma thurman was talking to uh john travolta's character in the diner and they were very tense and she was just like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then she goes to the bathroom comes back and she was like isn't that great when you come back from the bathroom and your food is here and he's just like, yeah, whatever. And then just start talking about like that, like that little thing. When you come back from mm. the bathroom, the food is there. I don't know, just something about. And that's like a that. great thing that anybody can really relate to. It's like, you know what? Yeah, I guess I never thought about it that way. Yeah, you know. But you're watching a movie. You shouldn't be thinking about that, but you totally do because it's that realistic. <laughs> exactly, because there's good writing in those films, and Tarantino has that in his films, in in a lot of his films, and, and then you oh, relate God. to those characters at like personal level that you it, never would have before. Exactly. Like, I mean, how much does everybody really give a shit about, like, Hawkgirl and, like, Cisco? Like, really? Like, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. well, and she's that, also... But, like, what else makes, like, Tarantino great in which I I really wish, like, some of, like, these, like, shows, like, on network television would take would take from Tarantino would be the fact that they put fluff in there, but it's fluff you give two shits about. Well, like, it's, for instance... It's not mindless fluff. It's fluff with a point. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, instance, you could do without this five-minute monologue about the story of how this watch came from World War II into your possession. But just by I watching it... I shoved in my ass <laughs> five years in a POW camp. Um, but yeah, but like, you know, it adds this flavor. It adds this extra dimension. You get to know the character telling the story. You get to know the character he's telling the story to better. Like, you get to... You know what's going on and how it relates to possibly another movie. And he later died it's... from dysentery. Yes. um just if it was me just coming back to it real quick on arrow if it was me i would have had that kid's name be connor and then in legends of tomorrow have an episode that's loosely based off of what batman uh when damien becomes batman in that alternate future i would do a similar episode to that except it's connor as green arrow and it would have been a fucking badass episode Speaking of badass things, let's uh, switch gears and get into Jessica Jones. Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, the only podcast where day drinking is on all of our resumes.
Welcome to the Jessica Jones edition of the Back Hoodie Funky Podcast, everybody. On today's podcast, we've got Booster Greg. What up? TV's Casey. Hey, Adam Bomb Amber. Hey, Dave the Bearded Menace. Yo. And I'm Sergio. Thanks for tuning in, guys. On today's podcast, guys, Netflix is Jessica Jones. The show is awesome and it's better than Daredevil. Can we just can we just start with that that it fucking rules? Like I when I saw Daredevil and all the performances of Daredevil are fucking awesome. Mighty Ducks guy is foggy, friggin' uh, Edgar from Men in Black is the kingpin, and Charlie Cox who I haven't seen in anything is Daredevil which was still really good. This I was not a crazy huge fan of the Alias comic. I was reading Jessica Jones pretty much on and off, forced to by Brian Michael Bendis for years in Avengers. Um, never really gained an endearing like love for the character. It's completely turned it around. They they put so much focus on her as a private eye that she's got so many problems. Uh, just the way that she interacts with people, her friends. There, there's so much depth and and care taken into this show, and all the portrayals in it are that good. And to say that David Tennant as Kilgrave would not make this show for anybody, I, I mean, it's it's just fantastic. It, it keeps you hanging on with every single episode. Daredevil, I could stand to take a break in the middle of a season, go do something, go to work, whatever. Jessica Jones I watched end to end. I basically missed work, a day of work, just so I could see it. Because I couldn't stop. No, I, I totally agree. I, uh... I did enjoy the comic. I mainly enjoyed the comic for her confrontation with Purple Man. I thought that that really is what what made it, I think, end on such a strong note. And I'm so glad that the show decided to take that story arc and just focus on it through and through. Because that is what made, I think that was the strongest element of, I mean, at least the strongest sequence of events in the comic. 100%. When everybody, whenever anybody talks about Alias as a comic book or Jessica Jones as a character, it immediately comes down to how terrifying they sort of reuse the Purple Man in that regard. Uh, and then here, not giving him as ridiculous a name, of course, just going with Kilgrave, his actual last name in the comics, uh, just just works really well. I love that they actually changed his actual name in the comic to his Alias in the show. <laughs> But um, but yeah, I think that David Tennant just brought a whole another element to to Kilgrave. I mean, in the comic, he was just he was very like villainous, straight to the point. You know, there's a, there's that scene where uh, where you where you first see Jessica's like initial encounter with him, where he he's like, "What's your name? Great, now take off your clothes." That that was like very like very. And she's unsettling. In full, she's in full superhero regalia. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in in the show, Tennant adds this element of charm to the character that just didn't exist before. On top of that, we even get him humanized at a certain point when we start to learn about his backstory. And that, that was just, I, that was completely out of left field because up to that point, he was terrifying. Every single, even, even then he was terrifying, but every single instance he was on screen, we were just wondering, like, what awful thing is he going to make someone do? And then... And then as the show goes on, not only does he, he appear more and more, but you but you start to to make yourself a little uncomfortable just in how your perception of this awful character is changing. Like I didn't 
I did not want to in any way feel any sympathy for Kilgrave. But the show forces you to. That, that made me feel a little uncomfortable because he's such a despicable kind of a character that... The he's the like, best character. Yeah, but, but he's the best because he's so despicable. And, and because he's he David Tennant. And because he's David I, can, can can we just also mention that he does the same like well thing that he does from yeah. Doctor Who? Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and it's it's still hilarious. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I love I love every scene with David Tennant as Kilgrave. Like they couldn't have picked a better person to go for for this character. Oh my god! Like every time he comes on, I'm just like, yes, here he is. What is he going to do now? And everything he says is just so cool. I think not only and that, his, but oh, I'm sorry. Go on, search. No, no, go ahead. But not only that, but like what I love is like how confident his character is. Even though he has this power that can make anyone people do whatever he wants, even without using that, he still speaks with such confidence when he talks to people. Like just this air about him when he walks around. Like there's like two different types of Kilgraves you see in this in this show. The Kilgrave that we just see quick glimpses of. We don't only see his face and he says a few words. We don't really get to see who he is. And then a Kilgrave we see afterwards when he starts having conversations with Jessica and other people. But yet, even though they're two different Kilgraves, they both have the same, like, just resonance of confidence, which makes his character... I think... I actually thought his character was very demonic, the way he did shit. Like, the way he would speak and what he would say and what he would make people do. It's like... Jessica! <laughs> Jessica! Jessica! But he's like that, that devil on your shoulder, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's that one part where Jessica's talking to the uh, the mother of that guy who lost both of his kidneys to Kilgrave, and she's like, God brought him back. And she goes, God didn't do this. The devil did. And that's pretty much Kilgrave's character. Like, the devil tells you what to do, and you can't help but do it. Yeah. And he, but, he, like, even if he didn't have that power, he, 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 he would still have that effect on people, I would think. He's very charismatic. He's so charismatic. And it doesn't help that my man crush with David Tennant is like kind of... Like, <laughs> yeah. and that, the thing I was he most did. afraid of going into it was, was that was that I was going to sympathize with this character I hated. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> because oh of David Tennant's like acting, really. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. He, he found this like perfect balance of being a psychopath and, you know, getting the moments from the doctor that or the 10th doctor that we love at least that i love personally like the well and all of that like he has a lot of those mannerisms <laughs> yelling um, at friggin soccer on tv yeah and then, that was all, i i enjoyed that <laughs> <laughs> and, and i don't mean to like harp on, on the comic because i do think it is like legitimately a great comic that people should go out and read but i i just think that the dynamic that he has as like with an obsession with jessica versus an obsession with daredevil and superheroes in general that he takes out on jessica in the comic is 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 way better when there is when there is that element of uh, that that stalker element because in in the comic the fact that he he came after jessica when he got out of prison um it in the grand scheme of things after all the heroes he's fought it, it almost seemed kind of arbitrary whereas whereas in the show because heroes have been around for so much like less amount of a lot less amount of time you know like his his entire backstory can have more of a of a focus have more relevance to her Mm -hmm. life so just just because of the timing their their dynamic is stronger sure i would actually have liked um to see 
And it wouldn't make sense for it, but there's a lot of things from the comic that didn't make it through into the book. Um, and when I was, I had read the book a while ago and I forgot about most of it. And then I was rereading it. And I think I built up a lot of hype in my mind where I was like, oh my God, Captain America's cast. This could totally happen. Oh my God, like, you know, Daredevil's cast. This could totally happen. You know, I know Luke Cage is in it. And I started like building up this show in my mind to be something that it just wasn't. And as soon as I got over that hump, I was like, oh, yeah, this is like, this, I'm totally on board with this. But it took, took a couple episodes for that. And for me... And there with, was that Daredevil tease. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And for me with Kilgrave, I was kind of hoping he'd break the fourth wall a little bit, kind of like he did, or like realize that he's a character. Yeah. But well, it wouldn't have made sense. Know, in, in, the, in the comic, Kilgrave, while he's in prison, Kilgrave loses his mind. And losing his mind, in his case implied being aware of the fourth wall like being aware that that it was a comic being aware of of, of even the covers of alias and he that he refers to yeah and it's it's very unsettling as as from the viewer because he he in it he kind of indirectly addresses you and calls you out on on, on some stuff as well as jessica well he flat out and calls jessica kind of... like he calls us voyeurs essentially voyeurs yeah <laughs> like he's he looks jessica he's, he's just like i bet you get off on this don't you i bet you get off on like having sex in front of them and drinking and beating people up and you know all this stuff and she's like what are you talking about and that's when i was like oh my god he's talking about me i was watching it <laughs> No, yeah, it, was a, it was a different kind of scary. I mean, he sure. knows. <laughs> I was going to say, well, what's everybody's? Um, if if you want to tell people who don't who haven't watched Jessica Jones yet, like give them a, a re- everybody give like a small reason why they should watch Jessica Jones. Because uh, a couple of people are like, hey, should I watch it? Blah 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 blah. blah. And they're like, what do you think about it? So if everybody can just like give like a short thing of like why people should watch this. I could do it in two words. David Tennant. David. Good enough for me. Okay, <laughs> I did it. I did it. Um, but no, his portrayal of Kilgrave is just fantastic. It's it's one of the best um, portrayals of a, a villain to date. Also, one one thing I would say is that I mean, just like with uh, Daredevil, you really don't have to have seen any of the other elements of the of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to to be Absolutely. into the show. Like I know Sam was was waiting for Daredevil to show up, and he was just like, "Come on, come on, come on!" I, I was I told him, I was like, "Yo." Um, they don't want to spoil Daredevil for people who haven't seen it yet. This that's something they say in the comic industry oh. is that every issue is someone's first comic. So you want to make every issue in some way approachable by someone who hasn't read any other comic. And that's what I think they they intended for for the show that it's it's so different. It's not a well-known character like Daredevil, so it doesn't have that that superhero connotation to it. It's just called Jessica Jones. She and also doesn't to... have a costume, so you don't right. have to worry about that. It's going to draw in a completely different audience than anything else Marvel has done so far. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it's not really superhero, but it's it's very much entrenched in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones, who the hell is that? No one knows who she is. Yeah. So, something about that, that, what you just said there, Amber, though, I never thought of it. It's like, yeah, it's true. Like, every comic is someone's first comic and it's like oh i like that yeah so it just pulls on the heartstrings like oh yeah you're right i remember my first comic and it was like halfway through like the series oh man <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like jumping on into a tv show like halfway through when you catch it on air you know yeah uh david if someone asks you why they should watch jessica jones what would you say oh what i've been telling everybody at work especially like all my female co-workers it's like it's a very strong female role for a superhero and very realistic. It's like some of the stuff she does 
Yes. It's like, yeah, if I was a hero and I had these powers, I would be the same way. Especially like uh, um, Luke Cage. It's like, with what he has, the power he has, I would be the same way. Or the what he went through, I would be exactly the same way. It's like, you know what, I'll be with these chicks, but that's about it. But I can't go, go too nuts because I, I will break them with my penis, which is great. But not where I want to be in a couple minutes. And it's just... It's a very realistic thing, and I'll, what I would tell everyone also, which I do tell everybody, it's it's not an origin story. We're not seeing this character become the character. The character yes. is already established. That's but what we, I love. We do see the origin, which this is what I liked about Daredevil too, is we see their origin, but not in sequential order. Right. Like we and see that's, it as a flashback did, that yeah, pertains to the story. Who, we discover who the character is as we go along. We're not just exactly. seeing like... 17 episodes of the origin story and the last episode is when they finally do something you know no it's like the yeah, character's there it also there. helps that Jessica's origin or, story or nine much seasons takes place. thank you Smallville <laughs> it takes place over the course of like one night yeah. I mean we it implies like I, like later on in the show that, that she was with him a lot longer and, and shows it but initially like the, re- the real backstory is just Kilgrave ruined her life and yeah. that's kind of that's all you need to know, and that and that that's like very refreshing. It's so simple and it's so just straightforward for the character. And we also don't see the full extent of that either. We never see Kilgrave get hit by that bus, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Not only that, well, but like the, the way they reveal the character's story, like especially Jessica's story, for me specifically, is like it makes you to keep watching to know what happened to Jessica, how she got these powers, you know, how she ended up living with like her excuse me, her friend and all, you know what I mean? It's like, they, they give you like these little cues and hints about who she is and who she was and how she became this character throughout the, throughout the series. And it's like, you have four or five, especially Daredevil did it as well. You have four or five different like underlining stories that make you want to watch it. Mm. And each one of those stories, whether all of them or some of them just captivate you, it's like, well, how'd she get these powers or how did her parents die? You know, it's just like, and that's what I love about what Netflix is doing with these characters, with these series, is that they can tell a story. They basically take a two-hour movie and split between, like, 12 or 14 episodes and just know how to fill it really well with good More drama and realistic yeah. drama and realistic storytelling and dialogue. It's just, it's well done. And it's like, I really want to see what else they do. And one thing I, I, I really liked about her character in the show versus the comic was how much less broken of a person she was. I, I think I, she came across as someone who was heading down a bad path, whereas in the comic she had she had been traumatized for years upon years. Hmm. And and she was and I think she was a lot older in the comic, right? Uh I mean they're they're both in their thirties, right? Yeah. Well, I know that when well Kilgrave is younger when she first sees him it, it, when she's like in costume as Jewel, but by the time like the uh, the last story arc comes around, Kilgrave is graying. Uh, so, I uh, mean, it, t- comic book time is weird, especially because if you look at like the quote unquote sliding time scale of Marvel comics, people like the Fantastic Four have only really been around maybe sixteen years. So if I mean, that, I guess, is a long amount of time if she's a teenage hero, you know, when she first meets Kilgrave, which would make a lot of sense because there were teenage heroes all over the place. Then she's in her early 30s when she ends up meeting him again, and she's, like, a sour older woman. It, it works. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember hearing about, like, that's how Marvel's kept their continuity so much more simpler than DC's 
rehashing old stories when they reboot their universe. Marvel has a self-correcting continuity. All comics just assume that things have happened two or three years ago, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, Serge, what about you? What would you tell people? I would tell them that it's a Supergirl that we all wanted. Nice. <laughs> <You know. laughs> just, just to harp on uh, on everything that you guys said, um, like I was telling people to watch it because it's kind of like Daredevil. And everybody liked Daredevil because it was real. You know, like uh, there was no marshmallow fluff. Like you really got into it. Uh, the the whole no origin story thing, which they usually do. You know, like they're they're like, oh, here's the character. Now we got to set up a whole thing with their childhood. You know, crashing into the cornfield and finding him and <laughs> slowly developing his powers. Superman. You know, and uh, then eventually goes to the Daily Planet. And all, no, it's like we don't need all that or like with, with spider-man oh he gets bit by a spider like okay we we know the story we know he gets bit by a radioactive uncle <laughs> <laughs> too fast too fast too fast too fast ben man Matrix. uncle exactly. ben man yeah here shorty has her super strength luke cage has his unbreakable skin and yeah it's in the you know in the guise of a, of a flashback on how you know she she kind of comes to be even though we don't still fully see how she came to be like it was still pointed out and i like that the show just gets into it and also like jessica jones is such like an awesome character like she is a real person like she's an asshole she's like i'm not really a hero i have i have this power and you know i'm a detective and like you know i'm gonna get what i do but i'm not about saving everybody that's not my modus operandi you know and if everybody needs saving i don't know if i can do that I love that one line where uh, where she says something snappy to to Simpson and, and Trish goes, "Do you have to be so rude to him?" And she goes, "I'm rude to everyone." I like but, her whole approach to like having powers. Where people are like, "You're a freak, you're a freak." Like, how do people not know about this? She's like, "Well, I don't keep it a secret, but I also don't broadcast it." Yeah, <laughs> it's like such a real like like. All right, this is who I am. I'm not gonna go scream to the heavens. Hey, I've got super strength and can kind of fly. Right, and, she, and when know. she first gets her powers, she's like, she's like, don't tell your mom, I don't want these exploited. If she finds out, she's going to, like, ruin me like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what I really like about Jessica Jones is what they did with Daredevil as well is it has ties to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're mentioned very briefly to where if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't notice it. So with Daredevil, it was all about, you know, what happened at the event of, of the Avengers, essentially, you know, the aliens invading and stuff like that. And they reference that again in Jessica yeah. Jones. But they also have more of a, everyone's more aware of people with powers now. Now that's a big thing. And they mentioned that very briefly with that whole um, side story arc with the woman who hires Jessica to find out if her husband's cheating on her or not. Oh, and it yeah. turns out it's all supposed to be an ambush. Because, like, her mother, like, died, got crushed in, like, the uh, rubble of the battle and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it almost... Or even, or even when uh, when Luke's in the hospital and they're, like, so casually, like, oh, he's one of them. Yeah. It's like they don't freak out and they don't not treat him, but it's just like, oh, like, he's one of them. Yeah. Just like, ah. I'll admit one thing it. about... We've dealt with this before. I'll admit about one thing about Luke Cage, and I... I mean, I'm obviously, I don't ever follow the comics as much as you guys, but I actually thought... Especially how people described him to me, how I would like the character because of like how you know he's a big guy who's indestructible. Like, I actually thought he'd be like a little bigger. Yeah, you know, like for instance, um, Serge. People wanted Terry Crews so bad. Well, no, like for instance, like Sergio. I don't know if you'll ever remember this guy, but many years ago, Sergio, when we went to Comic Con, we went with our friend named Yuha, and 
Yuha walked up to this like massive like black guy dressed as Luke Cage. Oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, you remember how big he was? Yeah. Long story short, people, I'm about six two, six three, and Serge and Greg are roughly my height. Maybe by we have like an inch difference. I'm like and six. me too. I am, I'm six. I am also your height. And like and Sir, and Serge <laughs> and I were looking up to this guy. Like we were looking up at this guy. Like holy shit, he's big and he's massive. Like huge and dressed like Luke Cage. Chain wrapped around him, you know, yellow shirt, like, all fucking massive. Tiara the Wicks. So, like, I had that stuck in my head as Luke Cage. Like, Luke Cage is, like, a beast of a man, you know? And Mm -hmm. I guess in a way it does work with the character, because then when they show Luke Cage, like, in, like, Jessica Jones, I'm like, oh, he looks like your average, you know, he's a big guy, but it looks like your average Joe walking down the street. But at the same time, it does make sense for the character and the story. It's like... You can see why they didn't get someone who's so massive because someone like that will stick out. Yeah. The, the actor who plays Luke Cage looks like a normal, unassuming guy. Yes, he's a big guy, athletic and muscular, but you wouldn't look at him twice. Hmm. You know, he could blend into a crowd. He's not someone who's like six eight and just like, holy fuck, this guy's massive. No, he's just like a big dude. And it's like, oh, big guy. All right, no, no problems. Hmm. But um, I did picture him to be much bigger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I felt that way too, but it kind of made sense. And like like you were saying, he he needs to be able to to blend in a bit. And he's still a pretty big dude, regardless, just not as big. And I think if they made him any bigger, he'd start to contend with the Hulk. And the Hulk should be the biggest as oh of right God. now. Hulk and Groot should be the two tallest. You're characters. not you're not supposed to get anybody bigger than the Hulk yeah. if you're doing it right, unless you're Juggernaut. Even then, not bigger than the Hulk. Juggernaut's bigger than the Hulk. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, Sinison was pretty moderately sized as well. Yeah. Nuke is supposed to be a huge dude. Yeah. He's supposed to out... He's like a Captain America's Captain America. Yeah. With how big he is. Yeah. Um. So, real quickly, guys, I just want to ask you uh, f- your one favorite moment from Jessica Jones. Oh. Smile. I, I loved the entire sequence where she was staying with Kilgrave. And the uh, that part where they try to be a hero with him, because <laughs> you oh, see yeah. how hard it is that was great. for a psychopath like Kilgrave to make the right call, even when even when he's being forced and when it's being shoved in his face. Like they walk in, he's like, "Let them like let them leave, get out of the house, put that gun in your mouth." Yeah, <laughs> I like it goes so fast. Take the shotgun. So fast. Natural reaction. Yeah. <laughs> No, but what he says at the end is even better. He's like, yeah, you know what? Shotgun will be too messy anyway. It's like, what? Like, what? What? And even, and even better, the discussion they have afterwards where, where he was like, oh, my God, I want, I want chocolate cake. Chocolate cake with strawberries on it. He's like, that rush, that feeling, that sheer look. Of, she was actually grateful to me. And he was just like, he was like, I could have done it without you. And she was like, oh, God, you're right. And he was just like, listen, I thought him putting a shotgun in his mouth and blowing his head off was generally a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and she's like oh god you're right <laughs> like he's like yep we're gonna and be, she's uh, like oh my god this can't work without me can it oh my god oh my god <laughs> um what about you dave so it was at the end when um she's escaping the house with kilgrave on her shoulders and like uh, simpson the soldiers come up to her and mm-hmm. she like right after she like jumps and flies away mm-hmm. the part the neighbor comes up are you officer simpson Mr. Kilgrave oh, told me to kiss you, and she explodes. 
Yeah. I probably shouldn't have laughed as hard as I did when that scene came up. Exploding grandmas. You know? I kind of saw it, it coming. It was out of nowhere. It was, but I kind of, when she gave him the bag, I'm like, oh my god, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. And then when she just explodes and she her arm like lying there, I, again, I laughed if way harder than I should have. made her out to be as bad a person as it did, I probably right. wouldn't. Would would have would have been a little more disturbed at what had happened. You're right. Like she did seem like very annoying. Some of the shit she said, and even at the end, he's like when um, Kilgrave's talking to her. He's like when she says she had a bad feeling about that morning, and he's asking her, like, "Is that true? Did you actually feel that?" And she's like, "No. Why would you say that? It makes you feel important." It's like, "Oh, you're a bitch." You know, like at the same time, it, was, it, it came, she came across as as like somewhat inconsiderate. She just had the misfortune of meeting Kilgrave, who kills you if you bring him banana bread and say you like his girlfriend, or well, would be girlfriend. <laughs> mm. uh, Casey, what about you? Uh, like I quipped right before everybody else started getting into it, just the very last scene in the confrontation with Kilgrave, where she says "smile" and just. Yeah. Um, the build up to that was awesome. He's trying experimental drugs to boost his powers that also actually turn him purple. It didn't though. Um, like that was so disappointing. I was hoping it started. That was I was really disappointed too. Just be purple with yellow eyes. That's all I was hoping for. The, no, because like when when he gets injected, he's he, the veins. They looked. Was it just me or did they look purple? No, they did look purple, yeah, purple. But what I was hoping for was that penultimate moment where they don't show David Tennant for a while. They show him draped in shadows, and he steps out, and he's just purple. That would have been perfect. It would have been a little weird at the same time for everyone else, but like because yeah. they they, when they went out of their way to say, oh yeah, purple's his favorite color. So then then if he happened to turn purple, it's like oh okay. Oh, I mean, I think there's enough foreshadowing being done where he was like, you know, like the the PTSD that sets in with Jessica is all purple, right? Like there's always that aura. So I think I don't think it would have been too yeah. big of a stretch. I, I wonder I wonder if it was a an issue of time and funds versus versus a willingness to actually like have him oh maybe because a because putting someone in full body makeup is a very long and arduous process i mean there's video there's um interviews with um my god i'm so bad with actor names well it wouldn't have to be full body either it's just head and give them gloves well, yeah, even with even with Gamora in, in Guardians, that that takes forever. Yeah, but because there, no, there's layers. You, there, you need to prime yeah. the body. Like... Adrian Brody in X Men playing Nightcrawler. That was an Adrian Brody. Yeah. Or, that's also like a movie. I, though, and... Gre- Greg and I are thinking of the same thing. Jason Marsden in the Dragon Ball movie. Yeah. See, yeah. It's, right. you paint the head and hands, you're good. But yeah. the thing is that these are all movies we're talking about, and that's it's very different than a TV show. I mean, I know. I, it would have Netflix only been. Is, it would have only been one episode. Yeah, but I we don't we don't know how they how they paced out the filming. We don't know if they if they filmed all the episodes in order or if they or if they just filmed True. whatever set they had at the time. Like they might have filmed all of the um, all of the scenes at that theater. Just color tint it. Just like do it in months. post. Do it in post. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I would have loved to see him for a whole. But I I also wonder if if they couldn't do it for other reasons. Yeah, uh, Serge, what about you? Uh, I'll have to say it was definitely the, this scene um, at the ah, damn it Amber took mine. I was gonna say the, the, the scene at the house, yeah. Uh, <laughs> nice. and yeah, the scene at the house more specifically where where they're outside having having brunch and breakfast or or whatever it's called, and he's like trying trying so hard to make Jessica like him, and it's and it's and it's so bad because you kind of feel for him. He's just like oh, okay, I'm trying here, but at the same time, like she's a survivor of you know like a brutal mental 
racking of her mind. Uh, in any case, I like the scene where her nosy neighbor comes over, and she's just like, oh, hello, it's Jessica, and oh, look at this handsome fellow, who do you got here? And he's like, hello, who are you? And he's like, oh, I've known Jessica since she was a little girl. And he's just like, well, you could probably tell me a lot about her. Sit down! And, like, I love how he just ran it, it just, it, it, I remember he was saying how he has to very carefully think of what he's going to say, because everyone just does what he says. So mm. when he's like, oh, yeah, have a seat, like, just, you know, like, to tell us what's going on with Jessica, and she, I'm like, hmm... Now she's compelled to sit down and tell him everything about Jessica. And then I loved when the old lady started getting a bit snippy and saying, oh, you know, it's, you know, like, uh, you know, the thing with, like, um, her dead sibling, right? That's what it was? Her sibling? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's, like, racked with guilt. Yeah, yeah, she's racked with guilt, and uh, the neighbor was was saying something about that, and, uh, you know... <laughs> well, it's her whole family too that she's guilty, you know. Yeah, and uh, and 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 Kilgrave was like, "That's not a nice thing to say. Like, why would you say that?" And uh, tell me, and she's like, "Because it makes me feel important." And then he says, "Well, what would you want to do if somebody, you know, said that to you?" And then she says, "I'd want to slap them." And then you know he looks over at Jessica like, "Can I just make her kill herself or something?" And she's <laughs> like, uh, "He's just like, okay, go, go, go get out of here, scram you." Know? you. Yeah, but but he makes her admit that what she said was like a really shitty thing, and she should feel bad about herself. And I like that. I was like, wow, look at how he can use his power like that. And he was just like, yeah, um, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm certain you like that. You're welcome, world. Yeah, just every scene with with Kilgrave, just oh my god, I, I I love the line where he goes, I have to meticulously think of everything I have to say. I once told a man to go screw himself. <laughs> can you imagine? I don't know why, but that just. Oh man, that resonated with me. That was hilarious. My 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 favorite thing that Kilgrave actually does, like just using his power, is the thousand cuts. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, that was yeah. rough. That, that, that was, was crazy. Th- that was dark, and I loved it. Uh, speaking of really quick, did you guys know that Jerry is actually a character in the comics? Really? Really? Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a man, and like it's a lawyer. But I like I don't know how accurate it was. I just like was going briefly through. Through the internets, and I had seen that it was based off of a character whose name was like I don't remember his name was the same last name, but it was like Gerald or something like that. Okay, so I, I found that pretty interesting. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, I read about this too. It's the lawyer from Heroes for Hire. Was it? He's like he's Iron Fist lawyer or something. Maybe something like that. I yeah, I very I did what I usually do on the internet and just very briefly look at it. I was like, oh, I be- cool. I believe it's I believe Hogarth is yeah the the is Danny Rand's lawyer. Interesting. Unless I'm mistaken in my also readings because I didn't catch that right away. Yeah, I mean that would make sense and that would actually be really cool. That would lead into maybe a um, Jaron is his name. Maybe an Iron Fist show. I hope maybe Jaron Hogarth is his name. And yeah, he's pretty much like the the lawyer. He looks almost he has that lawyer look too. He's got like the widow's peak going on and the glasses and the, all that good stuff. Um, he looks kind of evil, actually. Now I'm really looking at it. Well, he is a lawyer. Yeah, not all lawyers <laughs> are evil. Yeah, Only like ninety nine percent of them. They're sharks, man. They're sharks. <laughs> um. So we're hitting about that mark, guys. We're actually getting a little bit over time. Where I'd like to ask you guys my infamous secret question. Secret question time. So my secret question isn't so secret because I told you guys about it. It was supposed to be a segment, but we're almost out of time. So now it's a secret question. I'm talking like the Micro Machine Man. Um, 
if there's a season two for Jessica Jones, what is one thing you would like to see from that? And we're going to start with Amber. Hmm. I would like to see the show make more use of her powers. I think that this season was very strong and that we saw her her human qualities really get her through get her through the um the challenge and it, it'd just be neat to see more of a, what we see in the comic you know fly, actually able to fly and all that stuff just to cool. switch it up a bit i don't like that you're more prepared for these secret questions now amber just <laughs> well you know it used to add right. a spice a je ne sais quoi to our podcast now it's ruined uh casey go uh, uh, <laughs> crap i didn't have anything yeah there we go <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of je ne sais quoi. That's a je ne sais quoi. I'll be honest. Once I saw Nuke, all I could think about was doing Daredevil Season 2 as Born Again. Mm. Which would have been amazing. Kingpin's out of jail. He's got Daredevil's secret identity. He sends Nuke to go kick his ass and ruin his life. Like It's all stuff that comes together. Real, real nice. I would say that'd be Um, a good Season 3 Daredevil. Yeah, now, because they... They got Punisher, and you don't want to overdo it. Yeah, you don't want to have um, too many too many Franks. I wonder if that's why they renamed him Will and not <laughs> too many up. Franks. I bet you that's why they renamed uh, Simpson Will and didn't keep it Frank. It's because they're going to have him in the same in the same episode or something at some point. And if you're going to have two Franks that are both have military backgrounds, it's going to get confusing yeah. for the Muggles. Too many, too many Franks. Too many Franks. Wait till they introduce Jessica Drew. Oh, that would be so cool. That would be good. Great. Season two of Jessica Jones, uh, throw in a little bit of Spider Woman. Yeah. That might be all right. That's I my hate Spider Woman, though, so I'm definitely going to not want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my real answer, of course, is um, Luke Cage Baby Story. Oh, nice. I'm kind of okay with, I'm kind of okay with that. For season two? Um, yeah, you know what it is, though? I, I almost feel like Jessica Jones is... Once you've got through the Purple Man stuff, there's not not much going on there. Yeah, even I in mean, the comics, would... she's been in like yeah. a team, but like I don't, I nothing, nothing has really stood out as much as the Purple Man stuff. Yeah, I mean, have her mentor the Young Avengers or something. Like I, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough for me. I don't, I don't really know what I want to see. I, I know. I know I want to see more characters and have her as maybe part of an ensemble cast, but alone. They've given me everything I wanted. So if they throw me a curveball, I'm totally going to take it. So uh, for me, I want to see that. And I, I this is the only thing I had to talk about because it's the first arc, really. I want to see that first arc in Alias where she gets hired by this like woman who's looking for her sister and accidentally finds out about Captain America. And like it all gets intertwined in there. I thought that is his secret identity um, a secret in the movies? Not in the movies. I think it w- it was in the comics, right? For a little bit. Yeah, up to that point. Yeah. Yeah. For for Captain America. Yeah. It's it's tricky. Feel like it was because he yeah he he has a secret identity, but then he's also an emissary of the government. Yeah. Because he's a, he's an he's actual also soldier. like famous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird. He had a secret identity for a long time, though, and I remember that specifically when he was drawing his own comic book about his adventures. Well, like, <laughs> does is his so does he have a secret identity, or is he just like like with uh, 
Jessica is he just not advertising that he's Captain America all the time? Like he's he's fine taking off his well. There's a museum mask. about him that Bucky went to. Oh, the did they say Winter Steve Rogers Soldier. in it though? I don't remember. I think um, I think I think it was Steve Rogers. I don't know because he was an actor for a while, and, and at least during unless they like retconned history because uh, in in the first Captain America movie he's 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 like a hired actor to be. He's in the like, USO like, shows. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that was also like forever ago i don't know uh the other thing i would like to see is a resurrected purple man who with actual purple skin and the fact that he is dead and has come back means he's crazy and now understands that he's a character in a television slash movie universe hey maybe under thanos maybe you never know what are you making him into deadpool this is crazy (laughs) this is madness what are you doing it could work you don't know what that serum did to him I'd, I'd still watch it. I would watch it. <laughs> um, it would be very understated, though. That's how I would want it to do. Like, he shows up for, like, an episode. And, like, it does very similar to what the comic says. He breaks out. Of, they have him on a helicarrier. He breaks out. He gets taken back in again. You know? That all that old song and dance. No, it um, has to be because of Carnage. Yeah. It's the rule. No. Yeah, it has to be because oh, of Carnage. No. Uh, what about you, Serge? Uh, since I don't know that much about the Jessica Jones universe, um, I mean, it does take place in, in Marvel, so anything could uh, can happen here. So I, I, I wanted to see, um, like, you know, like, like a crossover with the uh, the Daredevil characters and maybe see Daredevil himself. Mm-hmm. Who knows? It probably happened. I mean, hell, they're doing it with Arrow and Flash, so yeah. might as well do it with uh, better shows. Sure. Um, so, nice. who knows? <laughs> Burn. Zing! Yeah. I mean, who knows? Um. Yeah. Hopefully, we get to see like like a, a huge villain come through, and she'll have to actually showcase her her strength, you know, for once, and have like like a like a Marvelous Capcom like tag team thing with Luke Cage, you know, where they whoop ass. Because like it was re- that was a really cool fight scene where where Jessica is going to the aid of of Luke Cage, um, and then she she and him are just like like kicking ass, and he's just like, uh, what was that? And she goes like tag team, <laughs> or, 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 or what did she say? Like, uh, uh it was it was pretty badass. She's like, um, you know, like backup. Oh, no, I think she said backup. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds about I mean, right. Hopefully, she will just showcase her powers. I mean, I do like what they're doing. It's kind of like the like the first season of Heroes, where they have powers, but you don't don't really show them in like a big blockbuster movie kind of way. You know, like whenever she has to use her powers, that's when they show them. She doesn't just like, I'm just gonna pick up this building. I'm just gonna throw this car for no reason, or I'm just gonna yada yada yada. It's whenever real, she really real has cash to use them. building lifting, no big. Yeah, yeah. yeah the only yeah, time she much. shows off is when someone pisses her off. It was with the car, right? Yeah, yeah, it was with the car when she looked yeah. it up. Yeah, and I really liked it. Like, she uses it only when necessary, you know. Otherwise, like, she's just, like, I, I know I have it and I don't have to use it. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like, like the way of the samurai. Like, she's really strong, but she doesn't have to show that she's strong. She only busts it out when she needs to use it. Like, mm. like a very, like, Mostly breaking tool. and entering. Let's face <laughs> it. Yeah, mostly. And uh, for uh, Luke Cage's, yeah, stuff that's, yeah. That too. Luke Cage's Shaking, sidekick. Shaking, baking, booty quaking. Yeah. Shaking yeah. and baking and quaking. What about you, Dave? Rocket Sixteen. Like, well, <laughs> like Sergio. Like, I never really knew who Jessica Jones was until very recently, and also like the tidbits Casey showed me about like, how like sexually charged it is. You know. Mm. So thank you, thank you for being so tame about it. <laughs> <laughs> we we appreciate. So it. sorry. I'm I'm sorry to break your heart right here, Casey, but. You had to say something, Casey. Yeah, you had to say something, I Casey. Had to, had but I wouldn't. Something. It needs to be. It needs to be mentioned. It's one of the like two most famous things about her character. <laughs> I would like to see more like 
sex in the show because the sex in the show was pretty well done. But um, I don't know if I want to see like too many like character crossovers just because, in my personal opinion, I feel like when like a show does a character crossovers, it's almost like it needs to build off the strength of one character to help the other show. You know? Yeah, it, detra- it detracts from the main show. Yeah, like I'd rather have it say where like the characters only show up when it's very, very necessary, not just because, you know? Yeah, but, and I think the only reason why I wouldn't mind Jessica showing up in the upcoming Luke Cage show is just because of how intertwined their story has been it, thus far. Like, it, Luke Cage exactly. Is, like, yeah. exactly. But what I would like to see, honestly, is like maybe the only character I could see like showing up in a bunch of like Netflix, Marvel like shows a lot in multiple ones would be I would love to see a Punisher show. I would love to see him have his own series with the same character that's an actor who's going to play him. And he just goes around like fucking shit up. And he every now and then he shows up in Daredevil, fucks with Daredevil, shows up with Jessica Jones, fucks with Jessica Jones, and he goes back to his own show and does whatever he does. You know, I would love to see him as his own series. See, like, I'm, I'm the opposite on that. I want to see less of him because when you see him, it'll be, like, more impactful. You know what I mean? Like, I would love for him to just, like, show up when shit's get, shit gets real. Put him at the end of a dark hallway. Yeah. Let do the rest. Yeah. Like, very little, very subtle. But, like, I think that would be more impactful than than uh, giving him his own thing and, you know, following him for 12 or 13 episodes. And I think that's why I never got into Punisher comics is because whenever he shows up in, like, main Marvel events, it's always just, like, it, it's because he has no choice but to get involved. And sometimes it's kind of out of place, like in Civil War, where it's just like, "What are you doing? Why are you dressed oh, up as Captain America?" It was, it was the it was the worst in Civil yeah. War. But other times it's, it's like, like really cool. Yeah. yeah. Any any time the Punisher goes up against Daredevil, it's always great. Yeah, sure. I don't think I've ever read a bad time where they were rumbling. Yeah, I agree. Even when you throw Spider Man into the mix, it's like, come on, like it's like rubber bullets. I promise. It's like, ah, oh, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for thanks for being part of the team, Frank. <laughs> Thanks, Frank. Um, cool, Sergio. Why don't you take us home? Because that's time for us. Alright, everybody. Like all good things, this uh, podcast must come to an end. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on Twitch.tv slash Funky every Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And also uh, during the week at 8 p.m. where we uh, do gaming. You can join us playing Battlefront. We're doing Fallout. Uh, we're doing also King's Quest and a um, bunch of other random games that are coming up soon. I think uh, Outlast is one of them. Uh, make sure to check us out on iTunes for Bad Kitty Funky. And for you Android users, that will be SoundCloud app. You can get Bad Kitty Funky that way as well. And check out BadKittyFunky.com for everything you actually care about with all the latest and breaking in nerd news. Uh, you can check us uh, in March where we're going to PAX East up in Boston. That should be a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, for the podcast tonight, on with us, we have Booster Greg. Mark Hamill. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so close. <laughs> that Amber. Rawr. <laughs> DB's Casey. Casey. <laughs> and the bearded man is Dave. Will Smith. Ah, uh, you got the other one. <laughs> that was perfect. Both of them. And I'm Sergio. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you later. We'll see you another time. Or never. Or we'll see ya never. Jessica!
that's perfect. Cool. Stop recording. We did things. Yay! Yep. Stopping going, recording. I'm going to do the thing. First, let me get my mouse pad back. I moved everything. Where did I put my actual mouse? Oh no!